0: Welcome to the Pac Man Podcast, patriotic American citizen. I'm your host, Ted Flint, And I guess the big news all over the country, but especially here in the Northeast, is the price of a gallon of regular unleaded gasoline $449 at every store I've, I've been at. Now, a week or so ago, it was $449 at the local Cumberland Farms here in Cambridge, New York, upstate. And I thought, $449, it's $419 everywhere else. Now it's $449 just in a in a matter of a day or two it's 30 you know 30 cents here 20 cents here i mean there's no end in sight with this we're hearing 6 and 7 dollars a gallon and you know, i've i've already put in for friday off and if this keeps up I'll, I'll have to take at least one day a week off because you know i travel like a lot of people a lot of us travel uh, 30 40 miles one way and it's it's unsustainable anyway the price of gasoline a lot of it's tied into what's going on in ukraine And Russia, Russia is one of the world's leading suppliers of oil and natural gas. And we know that, and they supply America, for whatever reason, with oil and natural gas. We are probably, we could be, the world's leader, a leading exporter of fossil fuels. We were under Donald Trump, but now we're not number one. We're not even in the top three, I don't think. But anyway, Russia supplies much of Europe with its fuel, Which right now, you know, the the environmentalists say that, you know, someday we're going to be weaned off fossil fuels, but not for 30 or 40 years. For the foreseeable future, certainly in my lifetime, we will depend on fossil fuels. That's a given. It's a fact. It's the way it is. Especially Germany gets anywhere from 60 to 70% of its fuel from Russia. And Trump is the only politician who made sense then. He makes sense now. Why are we spending all this money protecting countries that are dealing with Russia? Germany, France, other European nations. Now, since Russia invaded a week or so ago, they're being ostracized by, the I almost said the world community. There's no such thing as a world community. But other nations are beginning to uh, ostracize Russia for what it's done. But it, will it be enough? I mean... Who's to say? Russia uh, said today through their uh, ambassador that there are three or four conditions that the Ukraine has got to meet for this war to end immediately. And we'll get into those those things, but it's going to be on Russia's terms. I mean, you know, Russia's the big nation. As Kamala Harris reminded us this week, they're a big nation. They're a powerful nation. And Ukraine is a small nation. Unbelievable. Anyway, but I read something in, I think this was in Town Hall Magazine. I don't have the author I, 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 it's really, really good. We've been talking about why Putin is in Ukraine. Any number of reasons, any number of scenarios, I've outlined a couple. Uh, I've, I've mentioned that I think uh, because the EU and NATO has moved its borders right up to mother Russia, that Russia is doing what it has to do to protect itself. That's a viable theory, I think. Well, there's a, there's a, the column, I've, I can't think of the woman's name who wrote this column, but she said, you know why Ukraine is fighting? Well, it's fighting for its survival, basically. We know why. We think we know why Russia is in Ukraine. But Ukraine is fighting for one purpose, and that's to stay alive. These Ukrainians are letting it all hang out. And I think Putin, obviously he is, some are calling him a despot. I don't know if he's despotic. You know, he is somebody who's not unhinged. He knows what he's doing. And he's not Joe Stalin, as I've mentioned. He hasn't murdered 25 million people. And he hasn't created any gulags yet, anyway. And uh, but Ukraine is a unique story. I mean, they got they and Russia go back. You know, I, I mentioned I think on the last show to the ninth century, but certainly back into the nineteen thirties when Stalin starved as many as four million Ukrainians, and some say that that number is, could be up as high as eight million. But he decimated Ukraine. Another. Eastern European countries. So Putin is not a nice guy, but I mean, I think this woman pointed out in this piece, I wish I had her her name, but she said, you know, the Ukrainians just want to be left alone. A few months ago, there was a quote, I remember reading a quote, the most terrifying force of death comes from the hands of men who wanted to be left alone. And we know why the Ukrainians are fighting. They want to maintain their, their country. But Russia is killing off who they used to be. And Ukrainians are not going to let that happen. Women are taking up arms. There are, I read today that uh, there are people who own breweries who are, instead of making beer, they're making Molotov cocktails. Young children are are fighting. I mean, we're talking about everybody in the Ukraine. They're fighting for their country. Men between the ages of 18 and 60 are remaining in the country. They're handing out firearms like candy. And they are not going to see their nation fall. Some people are dismantling or removing road signs to complicate navigation for the invading Russian troops. And we hear all kinds of things. You see it on TikTok. These uh, Ukrainians, one Ukrainian, I guess they, they had captured a Russian tank. And the, and the, the downside on that is it, it puts the, the narrative out there that Russia is somehow losing this or that the russians are incompetent they're very good soldiers i i don't think i, I don't know i'm not there i don't know to you know i don't know this firsthand but they probably their hearts are not in it so you know the ukrainians are fighting today against the russians the way the russians fought against the germans when hitler invaded russia back in the early 40s i mean when hitler crossed over into mother russia He miscalculated the Russian winters, for one thing, and he was fighting France on the other front. But Russia fought fiercely. The tenacity was unbelievable because their country was invaded. That's what's happening in Ukraine. They're showing tenacity like Russia hasn't seen for, you know, 85 years. And on the wider platform, Russia's actions are being decried internationally for what that's worth. The United States... The European Union, Britain, Australia, Canada, Japan have announced plans to target banks and wealthy Russian individuals. Germany announced it would halt the process of certifying the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline. Again, Germany's got to be careful. It gets a lot of its fuel, oil and natural gas from Russia. So they're very dependent on Putin and his and his oil. Bars and liquor stores are pulling Russian vodka from their shelves, I read in... in uh, town hall. Sports teams are refusing to play Russian teams. I don't think that's going to make much of a difference, but it's something. The EU closed its airspace to Russian planes. UPS and FedEx suspended service in Russia. A large number of uh, multinational corporations have diverted their investments from Russia. That's going to make a difference. That's going to hurt. And I also read here that New York City's Metropolitan Opera even suspended one of the world's most talented and celebrated sopranos. I'm not going to even try to pronounce her last name. She refused to repudiate Putin. And for that, she's being, she's being a blackballed. So there's some, you know, international repercussions Russia has to put up with. But I think eventually, if this doesn't end quickly, I think Russia could get bogged down in there the way it got bogged down in Afghanistan, the way we got bogged down in Afghanistan. But everybody's uh, pooling their resources. I I read today, I forget where I got this, but off uh, one of my conservative websites, there's an ammo company in Scottsdale, Arizona. They've now announced their intentions to sell Ukrainians uh, a million bullets to support their effort. This is in the Daily Caller. After the Ukrainian president, Zelensky, asked for more supplies this week, an ammo company said Friday it will send one million bullets free Free of charge to Ukraine. That's going to be good for business for them. And It's going to be good for the Ukraine as well. But Ammo Inc. mass produces ammunition and weapon, uh, weapon components in Wisconsin, including 762s, the same bullets Ukrainian soldiers used to fight Russian attackers. That's according to Fox 10. The value of the bullets, anywhere about $700,000. And uh, one of the uh, members of this this uh, ammo shop in Scottsdale said, I think we should we should donate. He told another executive, according to Fox 10. He said, how much? And I said, well, how about a half a million? The other guy said, how about one million? And I said, okay, a million. So people in America, ammo companies, are stepping up and fighting the right fight. And Russia is finding out just how a formidable opponent Ukrainian is. Uh, Ukraine is, and, you know, as I mentioned, back in the early 30s, the Ukrainians, the Russians, Stalin, starved as many. I thought it was uh, 2 million Ukrainians, but now it's up, I, I read today, as many as 4 million Ukrainians were starved. And the Russians and Stalin was absolutely brutal. And I'm not saying Putin is any less brutal. He has not proven to be as brutal yet. But what's happening in Ukraine certainly is, uh, needs to be dealt with. You know, the power to ignore is a great power. And the media employs that power uh, all the time. They just ignore stories they don't think are important. You know, I'm in the middle of a book that I read maybe 10, 15 years ago by Bernard Goldberg. I think I mentioned this, called Bias. And he worked in the news business, you know, decades, 30, 40 years. He worked at CBS for a long time. And he shares stories, anecdotes of uh, how liberal the news media is. All three major, we, we know that. This was this was twenty twenty five years ago before it became in vogue to rip on the media for being having a liberal slant, and uh, where am I going with this? Oh yeah, they, they ignore stories they they think are not important, and they they follow stories that maybe mainstream America doesn't think are is all that are all that big, and now the media has kind of turned away from I think the biggest story in the last decade, and that's the illegal immigrants at our southern border. We're being invaded at our southern border. Fox News and the New York Post have been the only media outlets to consistently cover the flood of undocumented uh, immigrants entering this country illegally. And the critics, you know what they say about Fox. Oh, it's a right wing. You know, it's Rupert Murdoch, Fox and the Post. New York Post is owned by the Murdochs. Well, the latest example is reporting by Angie Wong in the Post. Wong traveled to Mission, Texas, And she learned that after being processed, migrants are given color-coded folders to the city of their destination. She says she saw airplane tickets to Atlanta, Houston, Newark, New York City. The folder, she writes, also includes a US passport-looking booklet, cash, our cash, basically, prepaid credit cards, travel itineraries, and an English translation page, which asks people, to help the migrant find the right flight. This is all being paid for by you and me. We're getting hit with this record inflation, gas prices through the roof at 4.50, and we have to pay for illegal aliens to get to go to the city of their of their choice. They're being flown to all these major cities with cash and passports and prepaid credit cards. Nice work if you can get it. So there aren't many editors or assignment editors or news directors who consider the the border crisis newsworthy. We're not hearing about it. Furthermore, observes Wong, each migrant receives a set of clothing, a blanket, a pillow-sized bag of shelf life food, and a carry-on travel bag. Some have received cell phones. Now, my cell phone has, uh, I think, seen its better days. I can't get it to charge. I have no phone. Basically, I go to work every day without a phone. I mean, I've gone to work for 30-some-odd years without a phone. But these people are getting prepaid cell phones, presumably paid for by the American taxpayers. Now, why is this hap- Why is this not news, is what I'm asking you. Of course, it is news, but it doesn't fit the media narrative. Now, we know why the media is not covering it, because they are predisposed to Democratic politicians, they say this, all this talk about illegal immigration and our southern border being invaded, is a right-wing plan to, uh, you know, to get more Republicans in the House, retake the House and Senate. It, they don't, so they don't cover it. Oh, one more thing. Uh, Wong also notes that their handlers, these illegal immigrants, their handlers, get through immigration and security with just a, a flash of documents, whereas all other passengers. Have to show identification they don't need to show id we need to show id but they don't this is unbelievable why isn't this news we all know they're democrats and they protect democrats in congress and in the senate at every level of government that's why they're not covering it because they think it's a big republican push a conservative push to get trump back in office and get more republicans in in congress it's unbelievable what's going on here. That's all we have time for, folks. Thank you very much for tuning us in. If uh, do me a favor, if you like what you hear, and hopefully you you, you did, and uh, even if you don't, <laughs> just uh, write a little review, and uh, click like, click subscribe, and uh, leave us a review. I just want to see if what we're doing is uh, is pleasing to you. Give us some feedback. If you want to contact me directly, it's Pacman, P-A-C-M-A-N at the bmgnetwork.com, all lowercase. And uh, if you want to listen to some fine programming, I, we have it for you on the BMG Network. The Ken Burns Show on Mondays. Uh, the Adrian Ross Show on Tuesdays. The Pac-Man Show, this show on Wednesdays. My daughter Madeline with The Essentials with Maddie Flint on thir- or on Friday. rather. A lot of fine programming. I have a new column up on the uh, BMG Network for you under the PAC Perspective. It's, uh, it's about The Great Reset. What is The Great Reset? Give it a read and let us know what you think. Thank, thanks very much, folks, for tuning us in. And if the Lord wills it, we will talk to you soon. The Pac-Man Podcast was produced and edited in the BMG Studio. Music by Kevin McLeod. For more episodes of The Pac-Man Podcast, go to the thebmgnetwork.com or go to the BMG Network on Facebook. And be sure to tune in to the next episode of the Pac-Man Podcast with Ted Flint.